live from the infield at Churchill Downs, where Allie is sipping on mint juleps and wearing a very flamboyant hat, and brought to you by Jose Cuervo, the number one selling tequila worldwide, for good reason. Jose. Tequila. Cuervo. I'm Delmon. And I'm Malicious. And this is EQ2 Talk. This is episode number 45, and we are recording on May the 5th, 2012. Cinco de Mayo. And Allie, why don't we still have theme music? I was abducted by aliens, and I think they took my spleen. Were you out in a cornfield? You weren't. They didn't. <laughs> anal probing. Was there? Was there any able to probing? No anal probing. Oh, well, okay. Phew. That's a good one. Well, let's, uh, let's move on from that, shall we? <laughs> From anal probing, that's how you want to open the show. <laughs> or close it. But I'm bump. Oh, no. We have some emails, don't we? We do. We have we have some emails we're backed up on, don't we? Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're a little backed up. So let's start out with a note from Chris who says Greetings, EQ2 Talk hosts. As a closet EQ2 fan since about launch, I really enjoy the show and hope you continue it for many episodes to come. I bounced to and from the game until Rise of Kunark. After that, I sort of dropped off from the online world and allowed myself to be consumed by college life. My main was a level 70 Ixar Guardian, who I enjoyed playing for the unique race class combination, even though soloing was a royal pain in the backside. Since my self-imposed exile from the game... I occasionally listen to some of the music from Classic and the first two expansions, and every time the memories came flooding back. Every now and then I toy with the idea of returning to the world of Norath, but it always seems like too much to juggle with the goings-on of real life. I recently caught wind of the free-to-play version of the game, and needless to say, it piqued my interest. Even though the race and class selection is pitiful, I'm loving being back in the world that I miss so dearly. However, I do have a couple questions about coming back to the game. First, how likely is it that I'll be soloing until I'm in the top 10 levels? Second, with EQ2 being such a wonderfully time-consuming game, how do you manage work-life-play balance? I'm a casual player, so I can't spend three to four hours on the game regularly. For the record, I've started a couple characters on Antonia Bale, but I'd be willing to re-roll on another server. Thanks for your time. Signed, Chris. So, Del, do you have any helpful insights into um, whether he'll be soloing until the top 10 levels? Uh, absolutely, I do. Uh, the unfortunate answer is yes, you will be. Don't want to go out on a limb and say you'll always, but there is a very, very strong probability that, yes, you'll be solo most of the way. You might bump into other people. You might see somebody shouting for a group at lower levels, but I would say that would be the uncommon rare than anything else. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for the most part, you're going to solo just because uh, the vast majority are up in the upper levels already. But, you know, if you're going around doing quests and stuff, I found that, you know, you run into people there and you can usually group up with people who are killing the same mobs and maybe meet people that way. I, I think, too, that 
for him while he's leveling like that. It, it may be uh, it may be unfortunate that you're by yourself, but it may be a good thing too. Uh, my guess is that people who are leveling, the vast majority of them who are leveling, are doing it uh, on an alt or are experienced veteran players who are just trying to race through the content. So uh, you might miss out on some of that if you just tag up with somebody and they take you into a dungeon and they're just you know wham bam thank you ma'am type of killing everything. While you're looking around, ooh, see how cool that is. Let me go click on that thing. So I think there might be a little bit of a hidden advantage, a little silver lining in there for being solo because you can you can do it at your pace and uh, stop and smell the roses or gawk at some of the scenery while you're in there uh, doing stuff as opposed to just being dragged around by a veteran player or a veteran group who's just interested in kind of PLing themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely I see the silver lining there. What about the work-life-play balance? You're asking the wrong guy about that. <laughs> I, got, I got no balance in life. Um, so what, 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 what can I say? I think, though, you know, in general, uh, games are meant to be fun. So if you're enjoying it, you'll find time. Uh, for me, uh, there are things in my life I don't do as much as I used to. Uh, I've become less of a couch potato uh, in, in more of an MMO potato. I, I don't watch as much TV as I used to. I don't go to the, the movies as much as I used to. I, I uh, rent those online and that sort of stuff. So uh, over over my lifetime, I think my things that I enjoy have changed a little bit. Uh, so necessarily watching TV or, or <laughs> reading. I guess I've learned in life that I don't enjoy reading as much as, as, much as I wish I did. Mm. Uh, so I don't do that as much, and I fill that other time with my my gaming time. Mm-hmm. Do you find yeah. the same? Or? Yeah, um, I think, you know, if you if you can't carve out the time in your schedule to play, then maybe it's not as enjoyable to you as other things. Um, I mean, I, I have friends who play regularly, like every day. Uh, and then I have friends who play once a week because that's what their schedule allows. And, you know, you can find yourself a group of friends who want to do like a weekly thing. You know, that's that's one of the things that Dell and I do. We have a weekly group that we hang with and, and one of our members uh, can only make it basically for that one time a week. And that one time a week, we we all enjoy each other's company and we enjoy playing the game. So, you know, I think it's possible um, and certainly more possible now than it ever has been to be casual. You can do a lot more in the game and, and find a lot more success. There's not as much not as much waiting around and uh you know it doesn't take as long to do everything uh, yeah I, I think you're right you don't have to be playing eight by 25 by 366 to be successful mm-hmm. in game you can play at your own pace and enjoy the content uh you're kind of to steal a phrase free to play your way <laughs> so if you don't have all that time but it is a treat when you do get to do it it's like having dessert sometimes it's a real treat when you have it so you enjoy it even more uh, even though you don't get to have it all the time. So I, I think that's okay. I mean, uh, it, it is a balance. You just got to figure out where it fits and when you have when you have availability, do it and, and take take uh, take the opportunity to enjoy it while you can. So, Del, do you have our next email? I do. And this email is from uh, Trinity. And Trinity writes, Hello, I enjoyed your Drunk Cast 2012. Just an insight I think we did as well. Uh Allie, you won't be homeless, or that's what I've been informed. You might have a hard time accessing your old house if your guild doesn't have a house portal. 
about Mercs. I love mine, but dot, dot, dot. My main is a Templar, but due to various reasons, I'm more AFK than playing. So I started playing a Berserker so people don't count on me to be there to heal them. But back to my actual point. With just me and my Warden Merc, we were able to take down a times 2 epic green mob. Now, I'm not really a skilled player. All I know is don't hit the blue buttons unless I want ads. <laughs> Why would anyone need a real healer? <laughs> Love the show, but gotta go. Thanks. Uh, so, Allie, uh, anything on uh, what Trinity has to say here? That's a good tip. Don't, don't press the blue button unless you want a lot of ads. <laughs> or or, uh, singular fo- or get yourself some singular focus nowadays, right? Well, that won't help you with an actual AE spell. <laughs> that is true. That is, that is true. Especially if it's a taunt. <laughs> so what do you think? Do you really need a real healer? Uh, we've talked about this and kind of joked about this. You know, my Inquisitor Merc is my best friend, but he won't talk to me. <laughs> Like Dell, kind of like your Templar best friend, <laughs> right? He he, you know, uh, Dell jokes that you know he's he's just uh, he's he's not as good of a merc because he doesn't randomly cast sanctuary. Um, you know, definitely some things are easier with a merc. Uh, certainly easier than soloing, especially if you're a squishy uh, mage type or or a ranger. But um, there's no substitute for a real person. Uh, no substitute at all. There's no strategizing with a Merc. Uh, you can't go in different directions. <laughs> so, I mean, you can only, it, it's limited as to what you can do. You can certainly do more with a Merc than solo, but there is no substitute for a real person, in my opinion. Uh, you, you're absolutely right, because no matter how good the AI is, a Merc will never be smart enough to make those real-time audible decisions, you know, a football term, audible decisions on should I heal, should I cure type of thing. Uh, they're going to look at the, the, the AI and say this is what I do and I do this every time. So, um, and, and, and two, hey, mercs don't cyber. So uh, <laughs> if you want that sort of thing, you've got to get a real person to help right. you with it. Uh, right. But it's interesting. I, I will say, and we're going to talk, I think, a little bit more about this later. Uh, going through uh, GU63 and the Overland stuff, I see – a lot of people, uh, I almost want to say everybody, but that's, that's an over-exaggeration. Everybody, though, is moloing. And I, and I think I'm stealing that term from EQ2Wire, using a, soloing with a merc. Soloing mm-hmm. is soloing. Using a merc is not soloing, in my opinion. I think Felden used the right term there. It is moloing. Uh, almost everybody had molos out there, I think. Yeah, I and would I, agree. I wonder if that's kind of becoming the, the way of the overland. I think it is. I think it certainly is, and and maybe the the way of the duo solo, uh, duo duo solo, the solo mission uh, in in the Sky Shrine area. So are are the are the true soloers, uh, the rare people, and the vast majority now are moloing. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I, I I I don't see many people actually soloing without something trailing behind them. Uh, yeah, so good, bad, or indifferent, uh, and I think only time will tell the answer to that. That definitely seems to be the trend uh, for so for what what used to be or is commonly referred to as solo content. It has really now become, and I'm going to use that term again, molo content because you can perhaps mow it down easier. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, probably mercs are the number one thing they came out of AOD. 
Yeah, I, I think you could say that now. Maybe it might have been Beast Lords in the past a little bit, mm-hmm. but certainly now looking at the Withered Lands, uh, the, the Mercs are very, very popular. Uh, so do you want to take a shot at our next email? Sure. Our next email comes from Dorath. And Dorath writes, Listen to episode 43 in the car today. Great show. While you were discussing what would be an appropriate cost for purchasing a level 90 character, you mentioned that a buck was obviously too low. But it occurred to me, what if it was a buck per level? Go from level 1 to 90 is $89. But hey, what if you just want to skip up to 50 and explore the original endgame? 1 to 50, $49. Or perhaps you're a new player and you want to get a feel for the class, and so you level from 1 to 40. You think you've got a pretty good feel and you're almost ready to go, so you decide to make the jump from 40 to 80, $40. Just a thought. Keep up the good work. Signed, Dorath. What do you think of that, Del? Uh, a buck a level. I, I think that's a really interesting take on it. Uh, I, I can certainly see how the math works there and how it's somewhat attractive, although I would think uh, paying for level 1 to 2 for a buck is not the equivalent of paying level 89 to 90, for example, for that same dollar. Uh, but I think it's an interesting concept because it puts some nice round numbers uh, around that sort of insta ninety content that we were talking about. And mm-hmm. I, I definitely could see something like that working. As I said in the past, I am pro insta ninety now. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't see any reason why not to, any reason that I thought was important. I don't think sticks anymore. Uh, so I have no problems myself with, I, I think, with SOE selling uh, max level characters if they wanted. And we were talking about the price, and I, and I can see this bucket level working. Uh, not that I would do it, of course, uh, because I think the enjoyment is playing the character, not purchasing it. Uh, but uh, I don't see anything wrong with the buck. Ugh. Oh, it makes my skin crawl. I don't like it. I'm thinking of what about trade skilling? If you if you allow uh, buck a level, or forget about the buck a level, any, any dollar amount to sell level 90. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you why would you restrict that to adventuring? Take it to trade skilling. Max level trade skiller. Um sh- you know what? Sure, why not? I, I would cuz to me really what is trade skilling? I mean, it's either doing a, a boat ton of writs or doing the quests that I've kind of already done myself. So I can stand in the guild hall and leverage my pack pony or level my Guild Hall's uh, amenities for having the, the, the raws in the crate there and just mm-hmm. grind levels all day long through writs. I, I just, uh, there's an investment involved, I guess, to me that of effort. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you know, I get what you're saying that, you know, you're just doing writs. It's not really effort, but it, it is effort to some degree. I mean, would you say the same for, you know, well, if you want to buy the fact that you've killed the hardest mob in the game. I don't know. What's the hardest mob in the game? No, certainly not that. I, I, I'm drawing the line at, at leveling because I think today leveling is redundant and pardon the pun, overkill. But isn't that a slide down the slope that, you, that you're always afraid of? It, it, it is. It is. But I think for Delmon to poo-poo on others doing it, I, I, I just can't do that. For me, would I do it? Absolutely not. Well, I guess I'm talking about being okay with or accepting that change to the game. 
I am accepting that change today because I don't know, right? When I group with you, I don't know whether you bought that account from your best friend, Mm -hmm. got power leveled all the way to 90, Mm -hmm. or stood in the guild hall and did Ritz all day to, to get to your adventure. So to me, the accomplishment is gone because there are so many ways to do it now. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I would have said, oh, you can't do that, those reasons I don't believe exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess to some degree, have I conceded it? Yes, because the, the accomplishment value is diminished. Uh, you can level yourself from 1 to 90 in Dungeon Maker. You can level yourself from 1 to uh, 90, excuse me, 1 to max level in uh, the Guild Hall doing trade skill writs and nothing but trade skill writs. Yeah. What? There's no difference between a level 70 writ and a level 60 writ or a level 50 writ. It's just writs. Make me X amount of this item mm-hmm. and hit my reactives. And as long as you have the raws, you can do it. So the accomplishment value, where it used to be hard, where, you, where we talked about interdependencies and having to harvest that st- stuff on your own to make it all, uh, I, I think is diminished. Now, am I, am I against, say, giving you your trade skill epic for nine ninety nine? Yes. That's pay to win in my case. Well, I guess where I'm coming from is, you know, to do those writs, you do have to have the materials. And in game, you either have to go get those materials or you have to buy them off of somebody who's done the work for you off the broker. Right. Or I have my pack pony now, which I did have to do work to get my pack pony. Right. But my pack pony is feeding all my alts. They have never harvested. They have never left town. And they're going to be not level 92 trade skillers. Yeah, I guess I, I can see where you're coming from because of the uh, all the limitations. You know, you don't know the difference between somebody who bought it off eBay mm-hmm. or somebody who has worked to, you know, for however many years to get their character where it, where it is. But I guess to me, it's it's even worse to sell it, to sell it in game. I don't know. Ugh. I, I, I guess I can't really put my finger exactly on it. It's just, to me, I, I'm still against it. No, and, and certainly I can appreciate that feeling. I, I certainly do. And trust me, uh, I am not uh, putting up billboards uh, and sending petitions around for people to <laughs> sign that they implement this. Right. I'm just saying, I guess if they do it, I'm not going to grab my pitchfork and torch and storm the SOE castle. Well, I don't think that would do any good anyway. Well, it would be too late anyways because it would already be out there. But I, I guess in today's gameplay, I don't see why not. The reasons okay. to do it are, are gone for me. Okay. So should we talk a little bit about Game Update 63? Yes. Uh, or as I call it, the Goose Mansion. The Goose Mansion. The Goose Mansion. It's, it's kind of like a game update, kind of like an expansion, but not really either. Yeah, uh, people have been calling it an expansion, and I keep saying, no, it's just a game update. <laughs> right, so that's why I came up with Goose Mansion. Yeah. So uh, do you have any initial thoughts, I mean, about your first uh, experience out there in the Withered Lands? Uh, yeah, I, I started doing the Withered Lands quest lines, and I have to say uh, Withered Lands is a very large zone, and there's a lot of different stuff going on it. Somebody... Uh, called it Toxulia's Forest 2.0, and I kind of <laughs> have to agree with that. I felt the quests were uh, kind of meh, kind of bleh. Uh, to me, it felt like I did 106 Kill 10 Rats quests. Uh, every NPC, go go get me this, go get me that, go kill X amount of this. 
insofar as sometimes when I came back, uh, he made me go tilt, kill ten more of them. Uh, so I, I have to say, uh, questing, the experience was horrible during it in comparison to other experiencing via overland questing we've seen in the past, especially, say, Sundered Frontier and, and uh, Stoneburn Highlands. Uh, this one just seemed to be a long, arduous line of them uh, that I was glad when I was done. I didn't feel I got the story till the last area, why I was doing all this or why the world looks the way that it does. I didn't get that to the end. Uh, I, you know, I, I know they prided themselves on having 100-plus quests. Well, in my opinion, it was 75 quests and 25 go-do-that-again go quests. Uh, so I call it padding the number a little bit. But I was glad when I was done. I was like almost exhausted when I was done because I found them to just be arduous. What was your experience in the Overland? Well, um, I guess, well, you know me. I'm a click-thrower, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't read any of the stuff. I started out reading. I really did start out reading. But, you know, it's like the same story. I, I, I get that we can't fly. Okay, fine. So you need help. Okay, because you're being overrun. All right, I'll go kill some plants and some wolves and whatever. So I kind of quit reading after a while because there was a lot of um, uh, repetition, a lot of running back and forth. Okay, so I just clicked through. But there were points. There were points where there seemed to be kind of some story going on, like the, the satyr sacrifice, that whole little thing. That was kind of neat. Uh, that it was, but again, that was kind of towards the tail end of it, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I kind of liked that little section. I thought it was a little bright spot in an otherwise dull quest line. But um, I don't know. I guess I didn't do it so fast that it was overwhelming. Okay. Um, I didn't have anybody prodding me to get to level 92 and get mastered out so we could raid. <laughs> Uh, You're so, right. You're you know, right. you, I think, had an added rush to your task. I had a deadline, yes. Yes, I had no deadline to speak of. But, you know, I, I guess my initial response when I came out there was, uh, wow, I'm one-shotting mobs. And I, they, they, like, I almost didn't realize they died because they disappear before they fell to the ground, you know. So I thought, well, maybe it's a little too easy. But I was like, well, maybe this is just the beginning. I'll It'll get harder as I go. And it never really did. You know, there were points. Uh, you said, wait till you get to the heroic part. Mm. Well, okay. So they died a little bit later, like a couple of seconds later. They but took two arrows instead of one. Yeah. Um, I did have to pull out the Merc to heal a little bit. Um, there were some annoying effects and stuff but otherwise pretty easy which i guess that's not a bad thing you know you don't want to make it you know impossible i mean there's so many mobs around i guess it's good to be able to kill them and if you're somebody who can't kill them in one shot you know you want to have some survivability so um i think i guess my perspective would be different if i were a different class maybe but the you know i don't know i guess i thought maybe it was a little too easy but after a little thinking well maybe it's okay maybe it's okay for the vast majority of players uh certainly when i got to the heroic quests area or the heroic mobs rather i was like oh crud heroics we've been doing solo the whole way now but to me uh and, and i don't want to say i'm over geared 
they didn't seem heroic to me. I mm-hmm. soloed them, and I when I say solo, I mean I really soloed them. I ne- I didn't molo anything in the Winterlands. Mm-hmm. I did it all by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, where those those skinless flying monkeys are, um, yeah. that was a little bit of a challenge for me because it was easy to get overwhelmed, and there were a lot on me. I was frustrated in the forested part because by the time I could kill something at, with my Templar DPS. Sometimes things were respawning on top of me again, and every time I turned around, there was another tree and another corrupted satyr on me. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't move out there. I, I would. I got to kill ten satyrs, but I ended up having to kill uh, twelve satyrs, three trees, two wolves, <laughs> and a deer that all walked into me in the process. Just to get one update, right? And then, by the way, oh, the satyrs are repopping again on me. Mm-hmm. There was at one point; it was literally just a continuous kill spree. Uh, and then I got tired, so I said, I'm just going to run these mobs off. And, yes. and I found throughout the, throughout Witheredlands, mobs don't necessarily leash as easily as we've seen in the past. Some of these guys really, really stick to you like glue. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it was just long and arduous. And again, maybe because of my DPS, mm-hmm. too. And, and whereas you, you know, boom, one shot, it's down. Me, it's two or three minutes, four or five minutes sometimes to to kill enough of what I needed to to be able to move because they were just constantly swarming around me. Uh, so maybe that left me with a little bit of a, a bad taste while I was out there. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you're right. I think your class and maybe whether or not you were molo or solo uh, dictated how well you experienced it, how fast it went, how, how quickly you were able to complete those quests mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, or kill the 10 rats and then get back to the NPC. Uh, I, I don't know what the general trend in Norath is. It, I have to say, though, it seems over time to me, uh, NPCs are getting lazier and lazier as time goes on. Yeah. I mean, they won't even, they won't even go five feet. There is a wolf <laughs> right outside the gate that that guy could kill. Well, it- <laughs> They don't have the they don't have the forces, Dal. They need adventurers like you, strong uh, adventurer types, to come help them. Yeah, because killing puppies makes me feel like a big dwarf. <laughs> well, you know, all of those soldiers are out there dead in the field. You know. Uh, so I, I, you know, I I have to say though, in general though, and it's a little bit of the role play. I didn't feel heroic when I was doing it. I yeah. felt like an errand boy, uh, picking up whatever they couldn't and doing, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't feel like I was earning my keep, but that's a that's a little bit of role play light out there for the for reading of the quests. I'm like, dude, go kill your own puppies. They're right <laughs> over there. You lazy son there, of a. There was one funny uh, funny quest. I thought um, it was uh, one of these things where you have to find the go around collecting the corpses or the the skeletons of the the lost soldiers and you bring them back to the guy at the the beginning of the zone and he says oh you know i'm glad we found these guys you know we'll give them a proper burial but you know i guess we won't send them out in that direction anymore <laughs> and then he says ha at the end <laughs> I'm like wow this guy has no heart <laughs> life in the withered lands is not easy i guess for anybody <laughs> including the dead oh man uh, one thing I am concerned, though, a little bit about the, the goose expansion here is uh, we've leveled the 92, and some of my secondary skills, uh, like my adorning, like my transmuting and, and stuff like that, have also gone up. Uh, I hope that somewhere down the road when the rest of the expansion or more goose expansion comes, mm. uh, they don't put in level or skill level locking content like a writ. 
mm-hmm. that can only mm-hmm. be gotten by a level 91 player. Well, I can't be 91 anymore. Right. Uh, and, and by the time these come, vast majority of players won't be level 91 anymore. So I hope they don't put in transmuting writs because I kind of got burned by that because I already was a max transmuter. That sort they of will. Stuff. They're going to screw you anyway, Dell. Well, uh, they're going to screw you later. You just have to accept it. Uh, you, well, you know who gets screwed in the drive-through? Delmon gets screwed <laughs> in the drive-through, and I don't like it. Well, quit uh, driving through. I should. I should go in the restaurant. Um, well, you know the thing is, though, you get screwed one way, or you get screwed the other way. Yeah, you've seen that before. If you don't do the quest now, you're going to miss them when they remove them or change them. You know, but if you do them now, you're going to get screwed later. Well, and, and, and I'll say that's why I was so hesitant about leveling initially, even though, uh, like okay. I, like you said, I had a deadline eventually imposed upon me was because I wanted to scope everything out to make sure that they didn't put writs in that were uh, level dependent because they've done that in the past. Uh, trade skill writs are another good one. I didn't want to level my trade skill until I made sure that there were no trade skill writs out there because – uh, once you level past when you can't mentor in trade skilling to go back down to get them, uh, to get that kind of completion OCD feeling in our journals that we like. Yeah, I did the same thing. Um, I waited. I didn't rush out there. And I guess I'm kind of glad I did that. I waited just to make sure I wasn't going to miss anything. Um, plus, when you when you go immediately, as soon as the content is new, everybody's there and it's so crowded and you can't find a wolf to save your life. You know, so I guess I'm glad I waited and I was a little behind other people behind the, the herd, I guess. Uh, but you've made it up into sky shrine at this point. Have you done some of the access quests up there? Yeah. Um, I have a thought about the access quests. So, um, I have a, a guild group that, you know, the guild is basically trying to get everybody access and they're running these, these groups to through, the entire line. You know, I had no clue what was going on. I just showed up and we we went through it. And there's so many steps in this access series. It, it, it's it's very overwhelming. It's very long. You know, but there are parts that have solo aspects to them. You know, there's even a trade skill part in one. Um, but you have to have a group in order to survive. It just, it's, it just seems like a really strange combination of things to put together. You know, if it's, you know, it's kind of almost like Tower of Frozen Shadow with, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that in order to get to the end so you can get access, right? But there's no drops along the way. So really the only purpose is to get the access and once people have gotten the access nobody wants to go back there i have a feeling this access series is going to be the same way so i'm kind of glad i'm going with the group because everybody wants to do it um but there's weird things in there you know collecting things and aggro mobs together and trade skilling together it just it seems really strange to me uh, yeah, I'm only about halfway through, and I've had some uh, rocky experiences already with them. I'm not a big fan of linear access quests like this, uh, mainly because of two reasons. One, it harkens back to days of ROK, where what quest do you want? Oh, I'm on this quest. Oh, I'm ahead of you. Then Therefore, I don't want to group with you. Yeah. Right, where you, have, you must do A to get to B to get to C to get to D. Well, you don't want to, if you're on D, you don't want to help somebody who's on A and 
I say that without a heart, but because now by the time you get them through A, B, and C, oh, I got to go. I don't have time anymore. Well, I just spent two hours helping you. Now I'm I'm still where right. I am. What right. do I have it, to show it, for it other than the goodness of my heart? Yeah, and, and the same thing as with that. What was that one series in the Moors, the really long one? Uh, uh, the, the I'm more, drawing a blank. Uh, it, it's but... it's the the really long, it's like a signature line, I believe. Oh, oh, the chapter series. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So you know, if I'm not on chapter five, uh, or if you're not on chapter five, I don't want to bother. I don't want to, you know, do yeah. You're way you're way behind me. So I just need to find somebody on chapter five. Yeah, right. I mean, and and uh, if you happen to be later and help out somebody, like you said, you're going to get screwed probably. <laughs> Right. So, and on top of that, as we said, I'm a reader and I got in a guild group and I was reading and they were off doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting gated uh, twice during the same night uh, because people either clicked on something. Once one we were able to fix, the second one we weren't. So I basically got stuck at where we were. I, I couldn't advance the series, which is unfortunate. Again, and like you said, because these are hot and popular now, unless you're doing them now, if you are a Johnny Come Lately in six months, uh, nobody's going to want to do these anymore because they're going to have already finished them, or you're going to be stuck with the D team figuring them out, right? Well, uh, so that's why I'm not keen on these because they're such a hot mm-hmm. thing. Everybody wants to do them now, and to your point, people want to race through them because they are just interested in the end result. They're not interested in the means, mm-hmm. which which kind of Delmon is. So that puts me in a sticky wicket because I want to read the quest. I want to understand why this guy wants me to go in here. But he's re- he's talking to me in the zone while my group is off already killing. And where the bleeps are, healer, oh, he's still at the end zone talking to the NPC. Hurry up, dude, and get over here. By the way, we already clicked on three things that you didn't have the quest for yet, so you're screwed. Yeah. Um, I, there is one silver lining to this. Mm-hmm. It's not totally without rewards. Correct. Uh, at least there are drops that are recipe combined parts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's incentive to go back, right? And some of the rewards on the quests are upgrades for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. So they are certainly equipping them. So I think, again, that, that is part of the motivation to do it, not only the access portion, but some of the rewards from the quests uh, are are decently equipable. They're not like some of the Overland ones where you kind of looked at it and said, this isn't that good. This is like pre-DOV junk or something, right? Mm-hmm. Some of these stuff is new. It's got multiple adornment slots on. It's got good stats on it. It's kind of the equivalent of raid level gear to, to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, a lot of players want to equip that, so they're willing to do these quests now. Uh, I wonder in six months where these quests will be. Uh, I think it will be like pulling teeth to get people to participate in them. Well, hopefully not as bad as Tower of Frozen Shadow. Uh, no. Well, that one was a lot of back and forths. You had to yeah. go back and forth over the same steps uh, multiple times. Uh, these at least seem to be very linear. I, again, I haven't completed them all, so I don't know. Again, because I want to read and I want to enjoy the story of why things are the way they are and why he's sending me back in time. I mean... Uh, there's one little step where he he chrono mages you back, but to the wrong place. And there's a little dialogue there. It was fun to read uh, and enjoy. Oh, there's a little bit of a snafu here. But another group was just wham, bam, kill the mob and let's zone back and get the next one and move on. Where's the next blue area for me to run to? Where's my next point of interest? Mm -hmm. I know where my point of interest is because I've read the quest now. 
because I enjoy that. Again, right. uh, I'm, yes. not, I'm not certainly – please, I'm not putting myself up on a pedestal because of that. Uh, I enjoy that because I enjoy the story and understanding why I'm killing these 10 rats or why he wants me to do these things. Well, I have an idea. So, you know, to take advantage of this fact that you like to do this and I and I don't. Yes. Uh, maybe I could get you to tell me a story. Like before bedtime? Well, like a like a little story hour. Delmont's story hour. Maybe okay. you could tell tell us the story in little pieces. What do you think of that? Uh okay, that's something we can think <laughs> about doing. I like it. Like Goldie Drawag and the three little, the Whatever. three little dragons. Or you could tell it however you want. You can delify it. Right. Very good. Delify the story. Uh, now, have you done any raiding in uh, in the Goose Mansion? Uh, a little. We poked our head in the easier of the zones. Now, I again, I have no clue about what's what. All I know is the first uh, two times we went in there, the mobs were red to me because I wasn't ninety two yet. Mm-hmm. I've since leveled to 92, and in the meantime, other people have as well. We're going back again next week, but last week we went and did uh, DOV stuff. So, and, and made our continued our progress in hard mode and uh, Drunder. So we're going to go back next week. Um, the the stuff that was red that we did see. I mean, we basically did trash, and we th- threw ourselves at a, a named a few times. And died. <laughs> but it was weird to be killing stuff that was red and actually doing DPS on it. I just thought that was very strange that it was red, you know? Especially in a raid type situation. Yeah. Where you think all those resists and all that sort of stuff are jacked up much higher. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, my guild, we, we've... We we won. The, the, <laughs> uh, I, I say that a, a little facetiously. Uh, we've won the Goose Mansion. Mm. Um, we have cleared both of the two raid instances on easy mode, and I will say we did it on our first real our first real runs through it. Uh, we figured out most of the encounters within one night. I think there was one. If there was one encounter that took us a dozen pulls to figure out. Um, that for our setup and the way we like to function, uh, that was that was the hardest encounter for us. I mean, a dozen pulls, uh, mm. and and that wasn't even the last mob uh, of the zone. Uh, the boss, uh, Dozikar, uh, he was done in a half a dozen at most. Uh, so that was kind of disappointing in that uh, we basically were able to uh, solve and unlock all this raiding counter material in two sittings. Uh, insofar as, uh, you know, I always say, oh, it takes multiple times to, to get a mob on the farm status. Uh, I said, no, I said, we, we, after we've killed these once, we, we've got this on farm status already. And I, we kind of backed that up, uh, by the second time we went into an under depths, killing Dozakar with 23 people. We're already doing it, marching towards shorthanded. Uh, we had a bad attendance night. Uh, stuff happens. We're already able to do it with less people. So that just kind of proved to me our first kill was not a fluke. The stars didn't align. We actually have the script down and know how to beat this stuff already. Uh, now, granted, that is the easy mode stuff, and there is still the, some hard mode encounters out there coming. But uh, I remember the days of Nexona spending five weeks, three nights a week, trying to beat just Nexona. Uh, so I wonder if I'm losing some of my permagrin 
moments in in the in this expansion because we're able to kill things so easily. Uh, please don't think we're elite, although we joked about it in our last episode. I think I'm in a very good guild, and they folks know what they're doing, but we are certainly not the upper, upper echelon of guilds mm-hmm. in terms of raid content and raid progression. We're, we're moving forward, but it just surprised me how easily, how much like a hot knife through soft butter we went through this content. Mm. Uh, almost to maybe saying, wow, that's kind of disappointing. Uh, that we can do it so well and so easily and so quickly, uh, making me wonder, uh, what am I going to be doing in two months, three months, four months, six months out? Um, we're going to be done with some of this stuff. Heck, our, our monks and our bruisers already have all their gear <laughs> already. Damn you leather people. Uh, you know, they're, well, already, they're getting geared up already. Well, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Nexona. Yep. And working on that strat for five weeks. Yes. Did you like that? Did I like it at the time? No. But when we when we finished it, we got that to uh, to me. That was our Everest moment, right? Mm-hmm. And I think every guild has a mob that's like that. Maybe it's VS. Maybe it was Overking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, who who knows? Maybe every guild seems to have a mob that is a gateway mob for them mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. To, to to get over that hurdle. And when you do, when you when you killed that VS for that first time, Ellie, did you yeah. not go to go to bed smiling? I literally stood up out of my chair, threw my hands in the air, and screamed. Absolutely. We've I all, cheered. I think yeah. we've all had that moment on Vent or on Raid Chat. When you finally kill that mob, you hear everybody cheer. Yes. It's a big deal. There was no cheering this time. None. Yeah. None. Yeah. Not even a wow. More, a maybe that was it. Wow, that was it? Yeah. Um, you, you often use the analogy, uh, rip open your bag of chips and eat them all at once. <laughs> yes. and, th- and then you're hungry a couple hours later. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of wonder if I'm going to have that feeling and, and the rest of my guildmates are going to have that feeling uh, about uh, Game Update 63 raid content. Uh, because we have gone through, that, through it so quickly. Uh, well, while it is fun to gear up and it's ex- always exciting to win and nobody wants to lose, but sometimes the losing makes the winning even sweeter. And that's what I think I'm missing yeah. a little bit. That's a really, really good way of putting it. I have to agree um, with that mindset and that thinking, you know, I wonder sometimes if, if I reminisce so much about the way things used to be because the grass over here isn't greener. You know what I'm saying? Like, did I complain before too? But I, I really think looking back, I now having seen both sides of the coin, I prefer the old way. Um, but I don't think we're ever going back there. And it's unfortunate. I think it's just an unfortunate side effect of the way they have to do things, I think. Yeah. I, you know, I want a certain amount of challenge. Mm-hmm. I don't want that challenge to be insurmountable mm-hmm. or to their to their point you don't want it insurmountable to only 1%, right? Yep. You know cuz you're going to spend time working on all this content you want as many players to be exposed to it to have an opportunity to it. Mm-hmm. But I just think the pendulum of ease has swung too far in one direction at the moment. Yeah, I I I'm concerned that people are going to be bored you know with the lack of raid zones. I mean you know, basically the way the rating has played out in this goose mansion is, you know, there's only two zones. The the gear from 
well, the raid gear, even some of the instance gear actually uh, trumps, you know, easy mode and some hard mode pieces and uh, drunder and stuff from the previous expansion or the previous content, I should say. Uh, there's almost no reason to go back unless you want to try and bang your head against the wall a, a, a thousand times to get something from playing a war that is marginally better. Why would you do that when you can just do the easier content? So you got two raid zones, and that's supposed to last until the next expansion? Uh, uh, I yeah. mean, are we getting any more raid content before the next expansion? I don't, I don't think so. I don't I, know, I, yeah. I would doubt it. Uh, so I don't see this lasting until December. You know, it's May. <laughs> I we, don't see it lasting. Well, so I'm, our, I'm, I'm very concerned that people are going to get bored and bail. Yeah, our guild did go back to hard mode sullens the other night. Uh, why? Because we were locked out of the two uh, right. expansion zones. Yep. Again, we can burn through one of them, uh, that, that uh, Celevac's awakened one, in, in about an hour. Mm. You know, And then we're locked on there. What, what, uh, is it three or four days? I don't know exactly off the top of my head. But whatever it is, we can burn through that content in an hour. And there are some uh, trash drops, so we are killing all the trash, too, you know, looking mm. for those as well. Um, but we finished that, and we're, we're kind of forced to go back because there's nothing else to do. So yeah. we're forced down the hard mode. Uh, Drunder route, uh, and yes, there are still some pieces in there. I happened to get a piece the other day uh, as an upgrade because it was a, it was still a good upgrade. I don't know if I'll replace it with a with a sixty three item because one, uh, I don't think we know all what's in sixty three yet mm-hmm. uh, because uh, uh, the websites that used to provide us with that information are are no longer providing it. So it's kind of we have to build our own loot lists now. Mm. Um, so I don't know what what all my expansions uh, uh, expansions upgrades are going to be yet, and where they come from. Right. Uh, I'm still building that, and you know whether I I don't know whether or not hard mode uh, is completely trumped by 63 or only in certain places and stuff. So still trying to figure that out myself. Oy. well, there are a few things I liked and didn't like out of 63. Because I haven't really been doing a, a a bunch of the rating stuff, so uh, my my observations are more on the smaller end of things. Um, and maybe you've you've seen some of these too. Uh, I've noticed that they've gone back to having quest starters drop, which I think is really exciting. I have noticed that, and I did like that as well. Yes. One thing I don't like about it is they've also gone back to the previous state where the quest items do not go away out of your inventory after you complete the quest, which is sort of annoying. Um, It seems like it took how many years for us to get them to or maybe for them to recognize that they needed to do this. And it was very, very short lived. You know, some quests remove the item from your backpack after you finish it. And that's that was some period of time a while ago. I guess somebody on the team decided that was a good thing. Well, that didn't stick. <laughs> well, I would I'll say it doesn't stick everywhere. Some of them do, some of them don't. So my guess is that it is a lack of for general terms, it's a lack of polish. In some places somebody forgot to check the box when they put that quest in, mm-hmm. delete item upon cl- on upon cl- completion, excuse me. Yeah. So I think I think that I think their intent is to do that, but I think uh, little things like that fall low through priority. the cracks. Right, yeah, low priority. 
Another thing that fell through the cracks for me was uh, there's no bones, water, or fertilizer off the mobs in Update 63. I hadn't noticed that until you say that now, but you are correct. There another is no poo out there. Another forgotten aspect. Mm. And also uh, the the focus effects on gear, I, I get why they changed that, I guess, to simplify so you don't have quite as many pieces. You know, it's not by individual subclass. It's right. by archetype. Yes. But it's just yet another difference between yesterday and today. And that gear still sticks around. So I have some gear that says a specific focus effect and other that says scout feet. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's a great point. We talked about on the, about that in the past, I think, uh, with respect to DOV. You played the game one way on Monday. Yep. The thing got patched on Tuesday. And there's no documentation to explain that. Uh, we as players are left to figure that out uh, on our own, which I think uh, if you're going to make a, a mechanics change like that, I, I do think they owe us a, an explanation, some documentation, either a PDF in our download uh, or something on the on the web that somebody can point to and say, when somebody says, what does this mean? Well, here's the link. Go read it. It should simply be put in the patch notes. You know, I, right. I don't think that's a spoiler of any kind. It has to be somewhere. Wherever it is, consistently put it there. Well, I, I don't want to be all negative. I did. There were some things I liked. I'll try and be close on a positive here. Okay. Uh, so uh, I think uh, my very first node that I harvested in the new zone was a rare. The very first pull off the very first node. And it was a black star sapphire, which apparently is what I need to uh, make an expert spell for me. Very so good. That, how, many, how many have you got since cool. then? How many of the sapphires? Yes. Zero. Okay. <laughs> I have uh, some other rares, you know, some roots and some rocks and whatever. But, um, yeah, I haven't put dedicated effort into harvesting quite yet. But I have a plan. I have a plan of attack. And uh, and I'm going to do it. So that was, that was a little nice little surprise. There are aerial collection items. How cool. Yes, the flying shinies. How cool. I like them. I like them. I'm I... still out there trying to get some a few uh, more than I need myself. How, who knew? I mean, it's like a, a third dimension of shiny collecting. Who knew that they could spring something more on us that is, uh, you know, new and exciting? I, I'm very happy for it. Very happy for it. I would have to think back in the day, shinies were something that somebody said, hey, this sounds like something cool. Let's toss this in the game. Uh, <laughs> and they truly have become uh, a mini game to themselves. We have. Yes. Uh, white shinies, red shinies, purple shinies, shinies for live events, now flying shinies. Uh, you know, there's all these different ones. Uh, they have truly become their own game within a game. Yep. And I, I can only imagine the team uh, back on day one never expected shinies to be what they are today. I still remember seeing my very first shiny. I remember exactly where it was, too. Okay, where was it? <laughs> it was uh, on the Newbie Island. And it was actually sitting on top of what looked like a bird bath. And I saw this little question mark and I, oh, what's that? And I got all excited. And then, of course, because it was up high, I couldn't reach it. So I had to jump, jump and jump and jump until I could get at it. Uh, newbie Islands. Yes. Um, another thing that I have 
uh, and that I enjoy is uh, you're going to laugh at me, but the Questic gear and uh, uh, the I guess there's two sets. It's got a cool appearance. It looks neat. Okay. And I and I'm wearing it now as my appearance. Um, and I'm really really glad that my scout pants don't have a skirt. So whoever decided to take the skirt off, thank you from the bottom of my wood elf heart. Uh, I am also appreciative uh, to the artist who decided that the ladies should not wear skirts anymore. <laughs> so I did have one kind of last comment about, about the Goose Mansion 63. Um, while I am very excited to have stuff to do, uh, new spells to get, new shinies to collect, new instances to run, uh, some solo slash molo instances to do, uh, trade skill apprentices and that sort of stuff. I am concerned that we talked a little bit earlier, ripping open my bag of chips and woofing them down and wondering in two or three months, what am I going to do? I think maybe because we've been so starved for content, now that we've got it, uh, I and all the other players are rushing through it. And I wonder if this is going to be enough to keep our intention until uh, Kinos gets revamped. And I kind of have some wonderment about that. But the uh, eventual expansion at the end of the year, November, December time frame, I mean, here we, that is still six to seven months away. Is GU63 and what's maybe going to come in 64 or the Kinos revamp, will that be enough to keep everybody involved and playing all summer long? And I wonder about that, I, I, especially with the ease that we were talking about of, of going through some of this content. Uh, will it be enough? And that's what I'm most concerned about. Uh, certainly happy to have stuff to do, but wondering what's next. Yeah, I, I guess I feel the same way. I'm a little concerned, but I'm going to try and see the glasses half full. Do my best. Yep. Again, happy to have stuff to do. Very happy mm-hmm. to have stuff to do. So let's uh, let's turn our attention to the alley angle for this episode, for episode number 45. Alrighty. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So back during our Bristlebane Day episode, Allie, do you remember that one? Yes, I do. You asked me a Delmon angle question of what were three game issues that I have flip-flopped on since I started playing? I enjoyed being asked that question so much, I thought I'd flip it back at you with the same question. So, Allie, what are three game issues that you have flip-flopped on since you started EQ2? Well, Del, you had started out with one of your runners-up. Yes, I did. So, I actually thought of one that is a runner-up for myself. Something that I didn't, haven't taken a complete 180 on. And that's actually thoroughness, or what you like to call completionism. So, you know, Competitive Alley likes to be on top of the leaderboard, and for me, it's questing. Oh, don't we all know it? <laughs> I used to be very methodical about my questing. You know, I'd level lock to make sure I didn't out-level writs or quests before I could get them. I didn't move to the next zone until I had finished everything that I could from this one. Uh, but nowadays, you know, I'm just I'm not as thorough as I used to be. And I think it's because of something, you know, you had remarked up, upon in the past. Del. Um, I feel like I'm fighting a losing battle. Quests are being removed from the game. Um, things disappear from my completed journal, which, you know, that's so painful. Um, there are no official leaderboards to speak of, you know, so there's there's little incentive anymore to be competitive about questing about my my particular uh, competitive 
thread. Um, you know, but like I said, I'm not a complete 180 on this. I, I haven't totally given up. Um, I just kind of feel myself sliding in that direction. I'm not not caring quite as much about being meticulous, you know, I guess because there's just not as much satisfaction in it as there used to be. Yeah, I definitely have had that feeling as well because you never know what they're going to change tomorrow. You spend so much time and effort working on something and then it, it disappears from you and you, you kind of lose your accomplishment a little bit. I, I agree with that. So on to the actual list of things that I've taken a 180 on. Okay. Uh, my number three item was uh, transportation, basically getting from point A to point B. It used to be so time-consuming. You know, you had to survive. You had to get access and, and survive the boat ride. Um, and, and I cried when they took out access, the access requirements, you know. Uh, now, you, you know, you just had to pay a fee or take the boat if you wanted to be cheap, Um I, I cried a little inside when they, they removed the Griffin access quests. I mean, they didn't remove the quest, but they removed the requirement to do the quests. Um, you know, you used to have to remember the right order of zones to get from where you are to where you want to go. But, you know, then they gave us the, the world globe and uh, inner zone travel. You know, they changed inner zone travel. So, like, riding the cloud in the bone mire, for example, used to be a little path that you would follow and you could watch the world kind of around you as you traveled. And now it's just a zone, automatic zone. There's no real time flight anymore, you know, and, and, and then that was a little bit of a sad thing. Um, but you know, with this update, I found myself wishing a little bit that I could have a flat, fast click way to get to the withered lands or to sky shrine I know now they've added a banner that you can go directly there, you know, the, but this whole this whole travel thing, it's so old school now. Uh, it, it seems to be a time sink that keeps people from enjoying the game. And, you know, I think I'm OK with fast travel now. I think I actually enjoy fast travel. I want to be able to get where I'm going and get to the business of playing as quickly as possible. Uh, absolutely. I agree. When uh, Game Update 63 came out and I had to go from Kino's Harbor to Sinking Sands to Great Divide, fly to Thurgoden Harbor, fly to Witheredlands, get on the horse and ride it all the way out to Sky Shrine to then take another uh, Drake up into Sky Shrine. What, what's it? That like? That's like 30 minutes of travel, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I haven't even done anything yet. You're right. It, the travel game has been trivialized over years. You know, remember back when you needed a druid or you needed a wizard to mm-hmm. use the portals. Uh, now we can just click on them. They've added portals to zones that uh, didn't have them before. Uh, so you're right. I absolutely the romance of travel mm-hmm. is just that mm-hmm. romantic re- remembering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to wait for the boat anymore. I got things to do. I got there are mobs that I need to kill, and they're not yeah. dying while I'm waiting for a damn boat. Especially exactly. with the giggle gobbler goblin gambler guy dude standing there wanting more of my cash, right? Uh, so while I think it is good in the beginning, so I am pleased that they didn't give us insta travel in Witheredlands day one because I think I have an appreciation for how Witheredlands is laid out now because mm-hmm. I've had to run it so many dang times. Yep. Uh, so I think that's good. Uh, will I eventually see, I think, a live event for rebuilding the Druid Ring in the Withered Lands? 
I think there will be, right? Yes, uh, yes. And we've already seen a, another portal come into the game uh, that you can buy with faction uh, for your guild hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my guild already has one. Does, you, does yours have one now? Yeah. Yeah. So they, I think it's good to let us struggle a little bit in the beginning because we we build up that learning curve of how to get from A to B mm-hmm. or how to get from to, from A to D by going through <laughs> B and C, right? Yes, uh, exactly. But, uh, yeah, I'll be thrilled when they put a world globe in, in Thurgood and Harbor. And, uh, <laughs> they, they've got to. Uh, although if they make it for station cash, I'm not sure what I'm oh. going to do. Uh, please don't do that, by the way, because uh, I'll still, you know, I still never paid for the. Remember when we had to pay for the the bell to get? The, yes, the sixty silver. Yeah, never took it. <laughs> Always went the long way across Antarctica and then crossed Thundering Steps. Uh, but you're right. Uh, I think the idea of of romantically waiting for those sort of things and taking the boat mm-hmm. uh, is just that. It it, it it's a memory. While it's fond, I don't want to live it today. And again, with our casual play style or the casual direction of the game overall, getting to your content faster is important, like mm-hmm. the learning curve. But yeah, so absolutely. Uh, getting back to the alley angle, I think that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Well, my number two item is kind of uh, outside of game. It's my, my perception of the team has changed, I think has, has completely 180'd since I started playing this game in 2004. To me, the team, the dev team, they used to be kind of like celebrities in my mind. You know, they were up on a pedestal. I remember my my first fanfare when a group of the friends I was with, we ran into Morgard and we're, we're sitting there chatting with him. You know, and I touched his arm and it was like meeting a rock star. You know, we, we, we knew the, the team members by the red names in the forum and that's it. And if if somebody with a red name talked in a thread that you were in or commented on something you said, it was a big deal. And and nowadays, you know, they're just kind of regular people with jobs. They're not they're not really celebrities anymore. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, that's kind of how I feel. Uh, so you're saying you've got to the point where you realize that developers put their pants on one leg at a time. Yes, uh, and are out and are not trashing hotel rooms <laughs> and, and pulling up uh, to the office in limos with red crop, uh, red carpet and paparazzi photographing Sorry. them as they arrive at the office every Monday morning. <laughs> right, right, fur coats and sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, you're right. There is no TMZ for for EQ two devs, I guess. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, but but I think you're right. You, you know. Uh, I think over time, maybe it's a good thing that we have a better relationship with them when they were that rock star uh, kind of behind the velvet rope. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't have that uh, ability to approach them and ask them a question or give them feedback because, again, they were behind the velvet rope. They were too good for the rest of us unwashed mass players, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's a little bit of a good thing. You, certainly you, you lose that star quality of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe through all the social media that we have nowadays – um, you, you learn that they go out and have breakfast just like the rest of us, <laughs> right. or you know have to mow their lawns or whatever, right? right, right. Uh, they're, they're they're people. Before they were, you're right. They were devs. They were the gods. They were just red names, right? Who mm-hmm. lived up in on Mount Sue Olympus <laughs> type of thing, uh, right? But well, now now they walk amongst us uh, with with apparently pants that they put on one leg at a time. Yes, so yes. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Sure. So my number one thing that I've made a 180 on was my feeling about grouping for a quest line. Um, way back in the day when I, you know, early on in the game, you know, I used to get really frustrated because I, I was a, a very solo quester type. 
just because of life circumstances and whatever. I didn't really have time for uh, the hardcore grouping like my friends. So um, I used to get frustrated by being forced to group in order to get quests done. Like remember the old armor quests? Oh, that yes. was a yeah, that was a big stopping point for me. It was very, very frustrating. I almost resented it in a way. You know, I wanted to keep my grouping separate from my questing, kind of like, you know, don't get your chocolate in my peanut butter. Um, but there there's something about this new access quest line that I really like. Um, the fact that everybody wants to do it. And it's all centered around the quests. I know there there are a couple of things I don't like about it, which we talked about earlier. Um, but there's something about communal questing that I really enjoy. I kind of wish there was more of that uh, stuff that everybody wanted to do. It kind of reminds me of heritage quests a little bit. You know, I wouldn't mind uh, more of that in the game. Yeah, that's an interesting point. So, and I and I think too a lot of that goes hand in hand with the rewards because the rewards are good. Again, I think a lot of it is driven by the loot chase. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these these quests that have valuable rewards promote people wanting to do them. Uh, and if they involve heroic content, uh, then they're kind of challenged to do them with with uh, with group mates. Uh, you know, maybe you can do it with a few less people and some mercs or something like that. But uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, I I think. Putting people together again. Remember, we thought I thought Dungeon Finder at least was going to do that. Unfortunately, it kind of had the reverse effect. I think, mm. unfortunately, for that. But I think you're right. Bringing the 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 M back to MMOs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, massively and multiplayer. You know, bringing that multiplayer back into the game, uh, whereas it's not just uh, a universe with a bunch of players running around in it. Now it's a universe with a bunch of players working together to get what they need done. And what better place to do it than with a, with the quest line, which is where the story happens, you know. And if if you're with a group, you know, maybe someone picks up on something that you don't. And uh, I just think that that communal aspect is is really, really, really cool. So to wrap up the alley angle for episode forty five, Ali, what are three game issues that you have flip flopped on since you started playing EverQuest two? Uh, number three was uh, transportation, getting from point A to point B. And number two? Uh, my perception of the Rockstar team. And your number one flip-flop? Uh, grouping for a quest line, communal questing. I think those are all really good things. And, uh, you know, if folks also have uh, their own thoughts of what they've maybe flip-flopped on, we'd love for you to drop us an email and let us know. So, Allie, do we have anything else for this, the 45th, while we're getting old, episode of eq2 talk yeah we're almost halfway to max level no oh, i think <laughs> i think that's all we have do, do we get veteran bonus at max level for Ooh, podcasting maybe so first let's say thank you to everybody who took the time to download the podcast we do hope that you enjoyed it and we also want to say a big thank you to this week's corporate sponsor jose cuervo makers of fine tequila including black medallion which is a signature blend tequila that's aged for over a year, Allie, in charred oak, oak now, barrels for a smoother, more mature taste. It's a dark, rich, perfect for sipping on the rocks or mixing with cola and a slice of lime. Just because you're ready to give up your shot glass doesn't mean you have to put your nightlife to bed. If you're ready for a more sophisticated tequila without leaving the liberating spirits of Cuervo behind, ask for Cuervo Black. 
tequila. Liberating spirit. Ooh. If you have any suggestions, comments, or feedback on any of the things we've been talking about, you can reach us in a couple ways. First, we have our email addresses. So for me, that's delmont at eq2talk.com. I'm Ellie at eq2talk.com. And you can reach us in-game. So I'm eq2.unrest.delmont, D-E-L-L-M-O-N. And you can reach me at eq2.unrest.alicious. Or you can join our in-game chat channel, which is eq2.unrest.eq2talk. Don't forget, you can also check us out over there on the Facebook, where you can find us at facebook.com slash eq2talk. Or you can follow us on Twitter at eq2talk. We hope to see you all back for episode number 46 and say, down the stretch they come, Allie. <laughs> they don't say that. They don't say down the stretch they come. And down the stretch they come in the Kentucky Derby. I don't think they do that. That sounds Yoda. And eat the worm, Allie. She has to have the last word. Hold on, my ear itches. May the fourth be with you. Our show is delightful. We hope you'll agree. We hope that it fills you with pleasure and glee. Because if we don't make you feel like that, we're going to wind up on a lady's hat. Don't say ladies' hats. Hats have no sex. And brought to you by Jose Quiver. Damn it. Tequila. Even though soloing was a royal pain in the backside. <laughs> More probing. Since my self imposed exile. I can't get the probing image out of my head. And somehow there's corn involved. <laughs> and now it's got an Ixer. <laughs> Everything has extra meaning. We don't have a furry fury email this week. <laughs> I hope not. Okay. Since my... <laughs> okay. Whew. Shake it off. Shake it off. Can you try the... Let's go back to my <laughs> main. Yes. I have to read the backside again. Just plow through it. Okay. My main was a little... <laughs> Damage. Okay, I got it. Shake it off. I recently caught wind of the freedom. <laughs> Damn. These people. <laughs> I recently caught. I. <laughs> We're so juvenile. <laughs> <laughs>